Gen Divide is the best podcast on the planet. Just sit back and relax. Enjoy it, dang it. Gen Divide, such a cool idea um, to have grandfather and granddaughter doing a podcast. I'll have to check it out. Welcome to the Gen Divide podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Scott. This episode is Gen Divide's fifth album review, where we listen to an album from each other's times for a few weeks. This would be my time that we're in right now, this and a couple years prior, and Dad's time being 80s and 90s. The best back, of times. Back in his as, day. As we like back to call Back in them. his day, back as we day. like to call back it. Back in the day. And then we come to talk about them. So for this episode, we will be covering When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? by Billie Eilish, chosen by my little sister, actually, because the last album review, Mom Chose for You. And so Dylan is also my co-host on Head Cannon and Loose Cannons. We were on a hiatus for a while, but we recently recorded part two to our Friends episode that was promised so long ago. (laughs) (laughs) So be on the lookout for that. And then... Dad, you chose The Joshua Tree by U2. Yes. Great album. So, Great album, right? <laughs> yes. Well, we'll, well see. We'll, we'll see. Save, we'll save we'll it. We'll really yeah. get into it. I like it. Do you want to start with The Joshua Tree um, as per usual? Is or? that how it usually is? Do we usually start with mine? I think so because yours came first so long ago. Oh, okay. So uh, that sounds good. So a little bit background on the Joshua Tree from U2. It was U2's fifth album. It came out in 1987. I was the tender young age of 11 when Mm. this album came out. Um, It was uh, one, I don't know that I was a big, big fan of it in 1987 for sure, but I would say sometime in the early 90s, U2, uh, this was kind of to me the beginning of them booming. I guess, you know, going from a good band to a great band, uh, and they became a much bigger name. Uh, And I would say it was in the early 90s, probably where I first started giving this album, which came out in 1987, uh, a little bit more love. So it was, uh, it it topped the charts in 20 different countries, uh, became the fastest selling album in British history. And according to Rolling Stone, kind of like in line with what I was just mm-hmm. saying, the album increased U2's stature from heroes to superstars. Okay, so are they British? They are Irish. Okay. They're an Irish rock band. Hmm. How's that hit you? Interesting. Huh? You've been Interesting. to Ireland. You're practically related to, to these guys, probably. Probably. You have a little Irish on your Ancestry.com <laughs> DNA stuff, don't you? Yes. Yeah, so you uh, you should have felt like you should have felt like they were speaking for you and mm-hmm. your heritage as you were listening to this. Yeah. Did, Did you, you sense that at all? Uh, no, definitely not. Did you feel that with Niall Horan? He's Irish. He's Irish, but is he considered an Irish... Artist, or is he considered an American artist that has some Irish DNA on his Ancestry.com like oh. you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he did grow up in Ireland. I'm pretty sure. Stop it. I'm pretty For sure. Real? Yeah, he was 
Irish, and then the other four members of One Direction were all British. Okay. Well, I did feel it a little bit. I you did, did feel it a little <laughs> You're bit. You're saying that yes, now? You yes, I definitely <laughs> neglected did. Neglected to mention You know, uh, today, not to get off you too too much here, but Mom and I went up to the gym to work out. It was just the two of us, and so I had been, I have like two playlists Mm-hmm. that uh, I use at the gym. One of them is called kind of, it's just called Chill. And it's all like warm-up music. So there's nothing of high intensity in that. And it's just all kind of trying yeah. to keep everybody in a good place. And then the other one is uh, more used for like during workouts, right? So it's a CrossFit box for those of you that haven't picked up on that from previous episodes. <laughs> and... As mom and I began our workout, since I wasn't coaching it, instead I was doing it, I never flipped the playlist from chill to the workout playlist, oh. right? Oh, so no. it was a 20-minute long workout, <laughs> and it had some big heavy weights at the end of it, oh, right, that we were power cleaning. Yikes. And I was doing them to Niall Horan's Black and White. <laughs> Because that's on the chill. That's on the chill. Oh, but it gave you strength because he's Irish, right? What's that? It gave you strength. I, I guess it did, kind of. But it did. I, as soon <laughs> as it, was, it came up, I thought, You're Man, like, oh, crap. How did I, I didn't add switch this? the playlist. Yeah. I added this to the just chill mm-hmm. uh, playlist. Because it is good. It's got a little beat in the background. little nice little rhythm. Yeah. Gets going here. Black and white. Okay, but I digress because this uh, episode is not about Nile Horn. Nope. And we're not talking Sadly. about But it was a nice little tie. I like the way we did that. We took yeah. it from U2 to Nile Horn. I wonder if Nile Horn loves U2. Me too, I wonder. Not, not you, Grace, the band U2. Huh? I didn't no. Mean, I that's didn't mean what does I, he love U2? I knew that. <laughs> I got Whatever. that. That's why I said Whatever I wonder. You lit up like, oh, no. you think he loves me too? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. First of all, second of all, I'll guarantee you he would love you too. <laughs> if he knew you. Well, now I'm now I'm thinking about. Are you talking about me? Yeah, this is going to be a great. If we ever meet him, we'll have a lot of fun with this. You know. Nile. I love you too, is what I'll say to him, and I'll just look at him for a little while. <laughs> All right, so back to this. Oh, uh, the album had some big hit singles. I'm sure we'll talk about them with or without you. Mm-hmm. I still haven't found what I'm looking for and where the streets have no name. Uh, the first two, no with name. or without you, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for, were number one singles in the United States. Wow. Uh, so very big album. Uh, I believe I saw somewhere on the wiki page over 25 million copies sold, which that just seems like a worthless statistic now. Mm-hmm. Is it? Do, I mean, yeah. do they still Pretty do much. that? Yeah, they still do that. But it's just but like who's it's buying cool. albums? I have no idea. You know what I mean? That's so like thing. if Post Malone wants to go platinum, he's kind of in this era of he never had an album that came out like at a CD store, right? Because... Because album yeah. stores are dead. Um, how do they do that now, Grace? We should look into that. Yeah, we've got a potential. I just looked up for the Billie Eilish album. One point two million. One point two million sold. 
Yes. But the ripoff there is, is that Billie Eilish, if you go look at uh, some of her songs that on this album, for instance, uh, they've been listened to on Spotify like 18 kajillion times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Compared yeah, so to like, some of the U2 stuff, which is still big. I think streaming streams are like a lot more pushed now, I guess. Well, yeah, streams are a lot more pushed, but... They don't earn you a platinum record, I guess, in the no, definition of it. People really, they don't really care about that. It just looks cool. It just looks cool. It's nice to have hanging in your living room. Yeah. So, um, you two, that's my little bit of background on them. Again, from, from my own fandom of them, it probably came about five, six years after this when I was in high school in the early to mid 90s. Um, that's when I really kind of remember. Um, jumping on this album. And they probably okay. already had a follow-up to Joshua Tree, if not two. I can't remember the name of it. They also had a big song in a movie, maybe one of the Batman movies. Okay. Um, I should have more YouTube facts than this, probably. Yeah. But nonetheless, big band and big album. And it was one that I kind of went back and paid more attention to much many years after it came out. So that was the reason I threw it out there uh, because it is one that I think has, to me, it's just gotten better and better all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I really, really enjoy U2 still to this day. And I know we're not giving grades yet, Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is one I would listen to. This is one I could easily put on at okay. any point and listen to. Um, that's how much I like it. It's great. So you want me to go first on? Uh, no, I'll go first. You want to go first on rating them? Yes. Yeah, so I'm just going to give my thoughts before okay. I actually give my thoughts. I have a few statements Uh-oh. to start us off. So I only really listen to and will be considering the songs through "Where the Streets Have No Name" to "Mothers Have Disappeared" because that's what I looked up. That's what seemed to be the original. It was, and that was what lineup. I did too. Okay, and then I heard some of the other like live and other versions of the songs when I would shuffle our Gen Divide current music playlist on Spotify. Um, but I decided I would only really look at those. So my favorite song or songs, With or Without You. I've definitely heard that song before, along with the other two songs that started off. Um, it's my favorite out of those. The, it makes you feel like you're kind of in a movie because it's really dramatic. And I think a lot of the album has that feeling where it's dramatic, but very like chill at the same time. Almost draggy, but in a good way. And out of the ones that I hadn't heard before, I think it would be Running to Stand Still. Was that really was pretty. one of your favorites? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Love it. So, do you know where you heard this before? Um, was this the one in Friends? Yes. <laughs> that Ross yes. played? Where it's like, yeah. this song's dedicated from Ross to Rachel. <laughs> Does the DJ yes. say anything about a break at that point? What's your, I, I wish we had that queued up. No. because It was like, he he's really sorry and yeah. he wants you back or something yeah. like that. And then it's just like going... In mid-song, all of a sudden, it's just like, record stop, and it's just like, (laughs) Ross, Rachel just called up here and told us what you did. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to play your song. (laughs) No, we're not playing it anymore. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I really like uh, Running to Stand Still as well. Mm -hmm. That's up there pretty high. 
One thing I'd say on all these songs that I really like, and it kind of goes back to the um, the generational thing, I think, to some degree, mm-hmm. is that there's no jumpstart to any song for the most part. They've almost all got this really smooth intro or one that kind of crescendos in volume. Yeah. Like With or Without You kind of starts with that exact beat, but it's real soft and low. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. What? All right. So, you like the Those, big three, and then this would be your number one. Other yeah. Than well, with three. or without you, and running to stand still, my favorites. Okay. Okay. Right. Do you have a least favorite? Least favorites. Looking at my least favorites paragraph, I wrote. Um, it looks like I talk about two songs, maybe three. So I don't really have a definitive least favorite. Just some notes on some of the songs. Uh, Bullet the Blue Sky. I didn't like his voice in that, and I think it was a little boring. With this drum? (laughs) Yeah, it was just a little... I don't know. It was just one that I felt like, eh, let's just skip this one. Okay. Um, maybe it is because it's a little slow. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, but also his voice. I don't like the vocals on this. What were the other ones you wrote down on the... The other one is In God's Country. I hated the beginning sounds of this one. It sounds like <laughs> something that would play in the local commercials at the movie theater. Yes. Or like the generic music that comes with iMovie. And it was yeah. very off-putting in this song. Yeah. Once it gets going, I agree completely. I had that same exact thought. In fact, I thought that I had uh, a couple times I thought like, this doesn't even feel like I'm listening to the album. Mm-hmm. And it ends, it only lasts like six seconds, but here it is from the beginning at a higher volume. Basically, yeah. once that drum starts, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, you don't feel yeah, that Yeah, I way said, anymore. other than that, In God's Country was pretty strong. And it wasn't, like, really like it was out of place, because I think it's kind of similar to the beginning of One Tree Hill, except I didn't mind it in that okay. song. Was One you Tree wanna... Hill the other one? Um, Gosh, yeah. listen, yeah. It's, it's like the similar it feel. Like a IT's info, uh, IT company's info. Yes. Where know? did they get this? I don't. <laughs> Who wanted to put this in this album? But it doesn't, okay. you know, once it gets to the drum again, it sounds good again. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But it just, just takes a moment. A off putting. Okay. Um, some more notes. I, I appreciated the recurring like harmonica or kazoo. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't really know what it was, but it was a nice element that made this album a little more special. That I, it's harmonica. Okay. Not a kazoo. Not a kazoo. I don't know that any big band <laughs> uses a kazoo. <laughs> Especially not Ireland's uh. top rock band. <laughs> Okay, so I did have to force myself to listen to this album, but I did like it more than Duran Duran and Van Halen. Ooh, good. So, uh, another note, another, I have another song written down, actually. Exit was kind of weird. Like, it felt, for most of the song, like it was a ritualistic sacrifice song. But, you know, I kind of liked it. It There it is, the same mm -hmm. kind of building up from a low volume. Yes. 
it had a nice build up just like almost the whispering at the beginning it's a yeah. little creepy but I respected it I'm glad you respected it <laughs> 25 million copies worth of respect <laughs> yes I hope so uh, yeah I can see that. I don't think I'd ever really thought of a ritualistic sacrifice before when I was listening well, to this Well, just the way, song. especially with the but way it builds right. up it later. Like it's, it's in a cave, kind of, and yeah. there's some guy playing congos Again, in the back or something. a little dramatic. Yes. Like it could be in a movie or something. Yeah. Um, so that's all of my notes for this. Okay. Are you, are, uh, all right, so let me go ahead and do mine, and then we'll give it a grade, right? And then we'll jump okay. to Billy. So, I agree with just about everything you said, except with Bullet bullet in the Blue Sky, or Bullet the Blue Sky, excuse me. I, I hold that one, I, I like that one a lot. I think the album starts so strong, and really, I mean, it's similar to me, like, I feel like right around In God's Country is where I start mm-hmm. to fade a little bit on the album. Um, but I love all of them at the beginning. My favorite is number one, Where the Streets Have No Name. That would be my favorite song off mm-hmm. of it. Bullet the Blue Sky and basically the two before it, With or Without You and I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, would all be up high on the list as well. But I've always really liked Where the Streets Have No Name. Again, really slow, calm start. Mm-hmm. Peaceful. Ocean sounds. <laughs> I feel like this would be the intro to an ocean sounds type yeah. thing. Like, welcome. Welcome yes. to the Omni Theater. Welcome to <laughs> SeaWorld. <laughs> yes. Gosh. <laughs> we're we're doing kind of, you two so wrong I know, right we're now. making fun of them a little bit. Yeah. For some of this. It is very dramatic, though. Mm-hmm. It is very dramatic, very slow. Not really made for us to podcast waiting for <laughs> waiting for something waiting to for happen. the kick. Waiting for the kick. <laughs> Here we go, guys. It's coming. Do it for Ireland. Ireland. All right, we won't wait for the whole thing there. Yeah. So, Lee's favorite um, I'm the same way in God's country has a very weird beginning, but I get over it pretty quickly with that. Um, exit and mothers of the disappeared, just not huge fans of either one of them, the way yeah. they end the album. This kind of brings up an interesting question too, for me is album construction, right? Like yes. how do you construct an album? I mean, obviously some of the albums that we've listened to grace have been good top to bottom. But almost, mm-hmm. I think every one of them's had a miss, at least. Even Michael uh, with Bad had a miss. I can't remember what yeah. it was, but there was one that we both said didn't feel like <laughs> felt, it fit on the <laughs> It owl. wasn't a killer. Um, NF. I don't know if there's a miss, but it's so long. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely to where, a like, construction to it. Like it's telling a story as it yes. goes, I guess. Um, but it always makes me wonder. Like when you work with a producer, is the idea should you always put number one as your best so that you hook think, people? I don't think so. I don't so think if you so. came out with an I album, mean, Grace, and I'm your no, producer, and um, I tell you this is how they stack rank, 
You've got mm-hmm. ten out ten songs on the album. This is how they stack rank. Where are you putting number one on the album? If we, if I said this is your hit, this is the song that's going to make Grace Hyler famous. Well, if I release a single before the release of this album, I, which I don't know, you probably want to release the best song as a single, right? I wouldn't put that as the first song. I would put it like three or four. So you're saying the song that is the best it generally already has some pub before the album yeah. even comes out. Yes. Makes sense. But let's say that's not the case. Okay. Let's just say you've got to put them in order. You don't think you put your best song first? No. I don't like it when... The when albums seem to like fade, yeah, at me neither. So they all go downhill, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you also aren't going to put it last, obviously. No, so maybe you sprinkle, maybe I'll still put it three or four. Maybe you lead off with something like I think maybe I would just this is just me thinking out loud, but I would lead off and I'd do like two, four, one, it would be the third song, and mm-hmm. I would save three for the end. To try and have a good ender. Okay. I that's like just that. me. With my first rap album when I come with out with it. That's what I'm going to do. rap album. Born and raised in Bridgeport. Mm. <laughs> it won't be no. about me, though. It'll be about oh, okay. you. Or no, you weren't even born and raised in no. Bridgeport. We'll find somebody to make it about. Okay. All right. So, um... Rating? Yeah. Let's give it... Why don't you give it a grade first? All right. My grade is a B minus. B minus. I like it. Mm-hmm. You want to talk to it a little bit? Um, I can't really remember exactly what I gave everything else. So it's hard to put it in relation to other things. Just know that whatever I gave Rio and 1984, I like this one better. Yeah. And, but not as much. Definitely not as much as Michael or... I I mm, I think I would put it below Cindy Lauper too. Really? That one's close though. Okay. That That's close. not a bad way to do this. Is just kind of keep a stack ranking yeah, too keep because a the grades are going to get really hard to keep track of yeah. and they're going to change over time. I am a B plus on this okay. and I think part of that is because the album does have that fade to me. It always has and I think it's because when you put, in my mind, your best four songs, and even what you just said, your best three songs, to lead off the album, there's nowhere to go but down from there. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and even though there's some really great moments on the remainder of the album, and I'm sure there's some people listening that will say they love, you know, Mothers of the Disappeared or Exit the most of all, <laughs> well, it's great for them. But, I mean, obviously, Probably the biggest singles, the biggest selling singles on this thing are one, two, and three. And four is yeah, just a personal I, for me. And um, I didn't like having the three songs that I knew at the very beginning. Yeah, that's what I mean. And that's why I don't think it's an A, much less an mm-hmm. A minus even. So... I think the I give it a B plus because I do think the beginning of it's so strong, so iconic. To me, it feels so much like like it is. It is an album that takes me back. Like you know, something like this. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I mean, it's just very tied to uh, that time in my life from the late '80s into the early '90s. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just me. 
B plus, you give it a B minus. We're both in the B range. Not bad at all. Yep. For the greatest Irish rock oh. band of all time. I wonder what Niall Horan gives it. Yeah. We should tweet him. Tweet him. You want me to tweet him now? I'll tell you Do what. right now and while see you, if he responds. So we've given it the grades. While you focus, while you, let's, I want you to give us okay. the background on Billie Eilish and this and album while you're doing that. I'm going to take to Twitter and ask Niall Horn to give Joshua Tree a grade. Okay. Of between A and F. All right. Perfect. Hopefully he answers. How great would that be? <laughs> that would be amazing. That would, okay. So, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Um, this is Billie's first studio album, though she had released a lot of music before this. I think she might have started on SoundCloud. I remember like Ocean Eyes was big on some site like that or something. But it was released March 29th of 2019. It's a total of 14 tracks over 43 minutes. Seven singles were released leading up to this album. Four of them were multi-platinum certified, those being You Should See Me in a Crown, When the Party's Over, Bury a Friend, and Bad Guy, which was like the worldwide hit that you've definitely heard before. So, did you tweet him? Did I he- did just tweet him, sorry. <laughs> and I believe that you're right on the SoundCloud thing. I saw a interview with our boy Phineas. Phineas, the brother. love him. And I believe that that's right, that they kind of kicked it off there, along with two or three other songs that didn't mm-hmm. didn't get the response they were looking for, and they didn't yeah. even like them maybe that much. Um, but no, that's... All right. That's uh, accurate from what I know. So are you going to give your thoughts first? Yeah, let's do it, since that's the way we did on the last one. So um, I think we got to tell a little story here first. Oh, okay. We'll just let this this slick bass line go in the background with Billy singing in a very staccato whisper. All right, so uh, first time I ever heard of Billie Eilish, Grace. Do you know when it was? Was it when I told you about Billie Eilish and I said, Dad, literally everyone knows who Billie Eilish is. Yes. So we were sitting in the living room. It was me, you, and I believe both your sisters were in there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if one of you yelled at the Alexa to play a Billie Eilish song. I think that's what may have happened. Maybe. But something that like that, either that or something came on the television. But I said, who's Billie Eilish? And you and your sister Dylan, the two yes. hosts of Head Cannon and Loose yes, Cannon, uh, both looked at me like I was a relic, like I was a <laughs> a uh, antique yeah. that didn't know anything. That was the look you gave me, like if mm-hmm. I was an antique bookshelf crafted yes. in the 1920s. That's the look oh my you gave gosh. Like, we don't even well, have a use for you anymore because all our books are on Kindle and you're just, <laughs> you're just big and in the way no. and you don't know anything. Come on. That was the look. Well, to be fair, at the time, she wasn't as big as she is now, but I was pretty sure everyone knew who she was. Okay, now let's or maybe, let me finish or maybe, this story because you're jumping no. the gun a little bit Or maybe here. I just manifested that she was going to be big because I saw her in some video, like a compilation of songs, or she just showed up on my recommended and I gave it a listen. And 
I I either heard that song a lot or I just heard it and I knew like this is gonna be big. She's going to be big. Yes. And that's maybe very I fair. That's overestimated. Very fair. You did, but let's just finish the story. To which I said, "Who's Billie Eilish?" And y'all said, "Uh, Dad, Billie Eilish is like the greatest ever. She's she, the number one artist in the knows. world. She's everyone knows Billie Eilish. I didn't all this say stuff." That. To some degree, something about mm-hmm. you definitely all felt like everyone knew Billie Eilish, but your dear old dad. Yeah, and I usually feel like I'm for for being a dear old dad. I feel like I generally know about this stuff mainly because of y'all, probably. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never even heard of Billie Eilish. What do you mean? <laughs> and anyway, so we we took it to the masses and we texted ten people. Mm-hmm. That we came up with together, kind of, right? Well, you really decided. Yeah, it was but, we, all... the idea, but I ran them all by you, but the idea was it couldn't be someone exactly y'all's age. Mm-hmm. Because you felt like even at in my early 40s, I should have known who Billie Eilish was. That That's ridiculous. So, if I remember correctly, two out of ten came back and knew who Billie Eilish was. Mm-hmm. Three or four may have said, who is he? Yes, which that is that was so. I guess like I don't really know what happened Billy. there. Like maybe it was. I think maybe you're right. I think maybe you just really had such a good hit. read on it. Yeah, and it happened so fast because I do mm-hmm. remember we listened to it, and I remember listening to Bad Guy. Not to play this one to death, like the radio has. <laughs> yeah, but um. I remember listening to this and immediately playing it like in the gym. The mm-hmm. next day. Yeah. And again. And it didn't get a great response there. Uh, the beat's great, but the vocals are a little different than what you might be used to. So yes. anyways, um, I had the same feeling. Like as soon as I heard it, I was like, wow, this is different. I love it. It's, it's great. And uh, so that's just a little bit of back story on how mm-hmm. I came about Billie Eilish. And then what I'd say is. As soon as Dylan picked this album, I was super excited. I was super excited. It was the first one that I've been super excited about. Mm -hmm. NF, I became super excited. I'm still listening to that album. You still listen to it. Still listen to it. Uh, But this one, I was super excited from the beginning because I hadn't really gone through the album, like what we just talked about, as it was meant to be listened to and as it was constructed. I'd heard Bad Guy... I'd heard You Should See Me in a Crown. Any of them that have been on the radio, mm-hmm. I've heard. Didn't you think You Should See Me in a Crown was You Should See Me in a Crowd? I did. With a D? Yes, yes I did. Uh, <laughs> so, the, I guess we can also share the story now that one of the things that I'm really horrible with is lyrics, lyrics. Grace. Really bad. I don't really <laughs> listen to lyrics. You don't? No. Go ahead. Also, a few days ago, you were playing this song over our speakers in the living room. And then the pizza guy was coming, and you started yelling at me. You're like, go get the pizza. Go get the pizza. (laughs) And you hid behind the couch almost like you just slumped down. And I was like, what? I was I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to be going to get the pizza. This is actually the second time you made me go get it when it was supposed to be contactless delivery. And I was like, why are you making me open the door and making this awkward for them? So, like, he had 
the guy had said it on like <laughs> on um, an Amazon package, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I was just told to leave it here." But then he like picked it up and handed it to me, and then he said, "Oh, I like your music choice, by the way." Oh, I really? Like, uh, I didn't even hear that part. What do you mean? Oh, you don't like the music <laughs> choice? No, I do like it. It but was it just is like very strange. Like not very strange. It's very strange for. That situation, like a pizza delivery mm-hmm. guy to come to the door, and you he already had set it down, and this is blasting in the background. Yes, and you were hiding behind the couch, yeah, kind of hiding. I'm just slumped <laughs> down. <laughs> I just wanted to, I just yeah, wanted to hear how why? you handled the situation. But you missed 101. it. During contactless <laughs> delivery, because we're in a pandemic, can you maybe? I didn't force you to contact anything. I just wanted you to get the pizza off the porch because he was going to leave it there. You were like, go, go, (laughs) answer the door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, we're getting way off track. We are. Way off track. A little bit. I I was going into a little bit of a rant about the pizza. That's okay, both of us. Um, I'll do better next time. Thanks for – I want to thank that Domino's driver for not – Flipping out. Or contacting us. (laughs) Or being in contact with mm-hmm. us. <laughs> All right. So um, I was excited about protocol. it. That's what we're getting back to. I was yes. super excited about the album. It lived up to it in every fashion. I mean, I was. I love this album. I really do. There's mm-hmm. definitely one hang up on it for me. Uh, my favorite song on it. And again. Didn't really even listen to the lyrics as much, mm-hmm. but I really like this song, Zanny, which is the third track, really second song, because the first track is Billy taking out her Invisalign. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I really like Zanny. I think that's my favorite one. After that, uh, Bad Guy and Bury a Friend mm. would be my other top two. And I know bad guy is so overdone. Yeah. This one, I love that real distorted bass. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought you were going to say your favorite was? What? My Strange Addiction. Really? Just Why because, did you think that? Just because of the little inserts of... Michael Scott. Yeah. yeah. That one is really up there and it does the always scarring. make me smile. It does. Yeah. Like, it almost felt unfair to pick it. I felt like if I pick that one, it's going to be just a sell out to Billy because yeah. I like The Office. I didn't, I didn't really understand why that stuff was in there. I thought it was cool. I didn't really understand how it fit, though. Let's listen to the beginning of it. I guess because I haven't done that dance since my wife died. The character's name, Andy's character's name is Billy. There's a whole crowd of people out there who need to learn how to do the scar. Great song though. Gosh, it's so good too. It, it, it is up there. I almost wonder if I kind of downplayed it a little bit because of the because office ties. Of that? Yeah. Yeah. In terms of just like, but no, I, I would stick it, with my top three. And I know Bad Guy gets so much play, and I'm about to play it for the third time on this podcast alone. But gosh, that beat. Mm-hmm. The bass. Really. I really like strong. it. It's really good. Yes. Zanny's my favorite, though. Bad Guy uh, and uh, Bury a Friend are also my top two. The one that doesn't belong is 
eight. Eight. That voice. Come on. You know what it makes me think of? Have you ever seen like... um, where it's almost like a bobblehead, but it's a little uh, Hawaiian hula dancer in a grass skirt holding yes. a mini guitar yes. on someone's dashboard dancing while they're driving. That's what this song makes me think of. I know. I don't. I didn't appreciate the this. Voice, this also felt like it didn't. It doesn't fit, fit. to me. Like, it doesn't have nearly the angst and nearly the like raw that everything mm-hmm. else has. Definitely. Um, I mean, and there's a bunch of others. I really liked I Love You. I like uh, Elo Milo. Man, I like them all. This is the one. Mm-hmm. This is the one that just doesn't fit that well for me. Yeah. All right. What about this, you? Okay, so this album is all, like, very different. Like, I don't think I had ever heard anything like this that, like, heavy sounding and i really enjoyed it but it's kind of i don't know can i dish something can i dish Dish it real quick uh like i love this music but it's very like i don't know like i would never pick this this is kind of always like it's background type music and the funny thing is you know, our movie genius texted us asking for an emergency folklore album review, Taylor Swift. And that is the same thing. It's like, ah, it's background music. Background music. I don't see this one as that at all. Yeah. Well, Personally. it just, it sounds really nice, but like I, I'm, it's not holding yeah. my focus very well. Hmm. I think it's so unique that it really does for me hold it. And I mm-hmm. think that it's hard to. To me, it's very it. mood, too. Uh, it's very, like, um, I could see where it'd be background music, but I don't know. I don't, I don't have it there at all. Mm-hmm. To me, it's very mood. It, in fact, it feel, has a lot of the same, invokes a lot of the same feelings to me as NF, I think, really. Uh and I think both, you know, mm-hmm. even this way much more, though, just so raw, so different. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I you think said. a lot Maybe. of it has to do with her voice. It's very, like, soft most of the time. Yeah. Or, like, what's the word? Well, on something like Almost this with like... I Love You, her voice is beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's not tricking it up too much. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to it doing my history assignment. Yeah. It's it well and because then, it just doesn't draw my focus like most music does. Like yeah. this is just kind of like it, it fades. The flip it of it well. would be like Zanny, where I feel mm-hmm. like she's kind of doctoring her voice the whole time, and mm-hmm. when the bass has that real crazy reverb, her voice does too. You know. Yes. Uh, but I like that just the creativity of it on both sides. Hmm. Okay. So my favorite song was Listen Before I Go, but that is only excluding Goodbye because I felt like Goodbye was such a... It isn't even fair to count it. So I really appreciate Goodbye because I thought that was great, and I hope that that concept for structuring an album becomes a trend. So for those who haven't haven't listened to the album, the song Goodbye is the closing song, 
And she goes through singing a verse or two from every other song in the album going backwards as yes. a closing. And genius. I, it, it, it was genius. It, it was like a simple thing, but that was genius. I really appreciate that. It's like, um, I thought, and I wanted to put that one up there too, and I meant to say something mm-hmm. about it, but it was almost like you never hear anyone do a, a recap of their own album at the end of the album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's what it felt like. So it felt like I couldn't count it. So listen before I go, but also goodbye. Yeah, I like to listen before I go as well. My least favorite also is eight easily. Eight. I don't like it. It maybe it's because I think of this as more of background music, and eight just like disrupts the whole thing. It for does. Me, so I'd be curious to hear uh, other people's thoughts on that and hers. I've never heard her really talk about that song. Mm-mm. I would imagine if she heard our thoughts on that, she would just say, <laughs> screw y'all, I don't care. No, probably and not. watching I her mean, with other interviews, I think that's exactly what she'd do. She'd be like, that was my you. thing. It's my album, not yours. Probably would. Go make your own album. Go make your own Go album. Go construct let's, your own album let's backwards. Let's make our own album. <laughs> All right, so we agree on the last one. Some differences on the mm-hmm. on the top one, on the top two or three. We really didn't overlap at all then. Right? Mm-mm. Minor Zanny, Bad Guy, and uh, Bury a Friend. Yours are Listen Before I Go and Goodbye. Yes. And we agree on the last one. Okay. All right. So, Grace, let's grade it. Ready? Okay. Well, yeah. Tell me yours first. A minus. Okay. This is something I could listen to very often. I think it is right up there with NF in terms of the albums that you've brought. If I had to pick one between the two, it would all depend on mood. I I like Mm -hmm. them equally the same, though. Okay. For me, I really have no idea. I have solid A and solid B written down right here. And I, it's just because it's really hard comparatively, like how I do the other ones, kind of. So... Can I just rate it a question mark? No, that's not legal. Give it, it well, <laughs> it's not allowed at all. No. <laughs> yeah, B plus, B plus A minus. A that minus. would be between a solid B, but that's a big difference to me. Like, because mm-hmm. again, if we're venturing into because the A's, you gotta love it. I think. Okay, so personally, okay, I think it deserves. A minus ish, but for like personally, me, my favorites, it's a B. Oh, I think this is the first album where the, and again, you didn't pick it, so it's not really no. fair, but the person yeah. whose generation it was from had a lower grade than the other person. I'm pretty sure. Or what did you rate Rio? Oh yeah, never mind. I gave. <laughs> I mean, mind. I just gave it a C plus. You're right, but, but that was a trick on my part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, well, I, I mean, know I got under you on that. I'm okay. sure I did because I may have given it an F or a D. Oh yeah, I think I it was. Yeah. So Rio and when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Are in. They're special. Yeah. 
All right, so good good albums overall. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this playlist a lot. Yes. Um, do you know what you want the next album to be, Grace, in terms of what yes. you're going to pick? I'm kind of excited about it, but also I'm kind of not. Like I, okay, so the album is The Thrill of It All by Sam Smith, and I'm reluctant to pick this one because I want to just keep it special to me in my heart because this was like pretty much the main album that I listened to throughout my freshman year which I'm not gonna lie a little rough that that year in general was probably one of the lower what year ones was this my freshman? freshman year yes but all the, the seniors thrill picked of it on all you? Did yeah. they ever stuff you in the locker? <laughs> no. No? It was... Couldn't have been that bad. The Thrill of It All was one of my favorites, and also his other album, In the Lonely Hour. I really like that one, but it's a little outside of the range you gave me, yeah. which I, I feel like, honestly, I should have a larger range you than should. what you gave it's me. It's really not fair. Because you made, think, yours is so big. Like, yours came out when you were 11 no, this we time. We both have... I think I defined it as you we gave, both have, like, a 14-year... No, you gave me 2016 to 2030. Yeah. That's fair. That's 14 years. But no, it doesn't match up age-wise with how old you've been. Okay, so. I think. I think you're right. I think it should be anything that came out. That's how we should have done it. Anything mm -hmm. that came out, like something like the age of 8 to 18. How's that? Yeah. So for me, that would be 1984. To 1994. So Joshua Tree fit. All right. So I'm giving you the thrill of it all. Don't 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 like ruin it it for me. Okay. Don't screw this up. Now is this this the one I already know some of his songs off of? Yeah. Well, actually, you might know more from In the Lonely Hour. So I don't know anything about this album. I know Sam Smith uh, to some degree. At some point, he did Carpool Karaoke, right? Mm -hmm. That's what yes. I know him for. Is that <laughs> fair? All right. Yes, okay. Are you ready for mine? I, yes. This is mine. Oh, Too Good at Goodbyes. You know that oh, one. Oh, that one's on this album? Yes. I think that should might I do, be the only Should one I know. sing that one on the podcast when we review these? You know I can sing that one really no, well. No, no. I can Let's do it. All right. My album. You ready? How long is your album? Because it's 14 songs. 14 songs. Okay. That's good. All right. My album is Guns and Roses. Ooh. Appetite for Destruction. 1987. Okay. That that album came out. Um, July 21st, 1987. I was Mm. 11 years and one month old. And my life was forever changed. Forever by changed. Axel Rose and it Guns was. and Roses. Is this one also a special a special place in your heart? Um, uh, yeah, I guess it is. It is mm-hmm. pretty high. I mean, it's one that definitely has some. It's carried over. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't think that's just me, but I think a lot of that generation probably still every once in a while pops in their appetite mm-hmm. for destruction cassette. Yes. Goes to volume 100 and just, <laughs> you know, yes. rocks for so a So this while. was your big thing. No, well, not, not really. 
But, but I, I think it was everybody's. You know what I mean? I definitely okay. wasn't a Guns N' Roses yeah. big, big fan. I never went and Were saw Were they the Billie Eilish? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. They've got an interesting story, kind of, and we'll get into that when we get to that podcast. But mm-hmm. so that'll be a couple weeks from now, Grace. What do we have between now and then? We have our next episode. We're thinking it's movie review with our movie genius, Derek, who I previously mentioned. Maybe we'll talk a little folklore. Yes. Do a mini episode on that or something. Uh, but we will be talking about Back to the Future 2. Not one. Not one. Not three. Not three. <laughs> Two. Two. Get I'm it right. I'm excited about it. Yes. I'd forgotten that we watched it somewhat recently, right? Kind of. Last recently, four years yeah. or something like that. Three years. Was it since Come Back on. to the Future? Yeah. Okay. Well, then last year, I guess. Yeah. I already can't remember a lot of it, though. Again, speaking of my own generational no. problems. I looked it up, I saw a picture, and I immediately remembered most of it, I feel, okay, I feel like. Well, we're still going to have to rewatch it. Yeah. We're going to do that at some point this week with Derek, the movie genius, so that'll be fun. Uh, and then after that, we've got a special guest lined up for the following podcast. Yes. No Stick real around. direction on exactly what the topic's going to be, mm-hmm. but really, this is, this is going to be kind of how we steer it with some guests, is just, hey... Tell, tell us, us about, your story. Yeah, tell us your story, and then we'll make fun of you for 30 minutes for <laughs> horrible fashion decisions uh, you made in the 80s or hopefully. whatever. And then, and then we'll, have, we'll all have fun together and make fun of Grace's generation. Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. It'll be it's fine. fine. So that's coming up next couple. After that, we do have some ideas for some more cage matches. Um, as well as we're going to have a special back to school episode here in the next few weeks, just kind mm-hmm. of, uh, talking about summertime fun and that back to school feeling. And we've yep. got a special guest for that, that one as well. Yes. Grace, any, uh, any last words for everyone before we wrap this episode um, up? Um, follow our Instagram at gen divide podcast and our Twitter at gen divide and find us on Facebook. Also, if you are looking to really get wrapped up in these album reviews with us, our DMs are open on Instagram, or you can text one of us if you have our numbers. And you can find the playlist on Spotify, Gen Divide Current Music, or Gen Divide All Music, which has every album we've ever reviewed. Yes, and this time, maybe with Guns N' Roses and Little Sammy Smith, we will um, we will attempt to get a little more feed. I, I, mm-hmm. I meant to do that with you two here is to get some feedback from others before the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we'll do Definitely. that with this next one. We'll get some thoughts on those. Just albums. give us your feedback in general. Our yeah. email is gendividepodcast at gmail.com. If you prefer to be professional like that, we would love it. We send love us an emails. Email. We love emails. Just send us an email. Just say, come hi. on, please. All we We've do been is begging. It always we just check our email. No new emails. We just sit here yeah. and hit refresh all day. All day. We never get one. <laughs> never get an never. email from anyone. All right. Well, that was fun, Grace. Two good albums. You two's Joshua Tree and Billie Eilish's When We Sleep, Where Do We Go? Question mm-hmm. mark in all caps. Um, yes. 
Two great albums. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Go out and enjoy those albums. Make sure you listen to the ones we've got coming up in a couple weeks. Also, make sure, like Grace said, watch Back to the Future 2 before you listen to our next episode, which will be the movie review for that. Mm -hmm. But until next time, this is Scott signing off. And this is Grace. Bye. Bye.